Welcome to Three People in a Puzzle Podcast, where your host, Joe, Anna, and Eli, slap together a puzzle while having a few drinks and covering everything from sports, music, and video games, and maybe a few conspiracies along the way. After going out to eat, you know, quite a bit more this week, and even just shopping in general, I feel like one thing I kind of seem to realize is there's a lot less customer service. Mm. I blame Amazon for that, and also streaming services. What do you mean a lot less customer yeah, service? Yeah, what do you mean? Like people like, oh, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? You know, like a lot more if you're going out to eat or going to uh, buy clothes, shopping, there's a lot less people willing to help you out. Like, you know, just trying to, like, make sure that the experience is good to want you to come back. Instead of now, you're just going back for the materials instead of also the environments and the atmosphere. I don't know. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and just for how long it took them to say, hey, do you have an order in? And then for them to say, oh, well, it'll be a couple minutes to go to the bar to be seeing the guy walk back and forth looking at other tables. <laughs> I was saying, like, hey, I'll be with you in a minute. Like, again, I don't mind waiting but at least let me know that, hey, you see me there, acknowledge me. And I feel like that's part of the customer service. Even if someone walks in the store, hey, how's it going? What can I help you with? Is there anything you need? You know, at least just give me that little open-ended. No, I'm fine. Thank you. You know, I feel like we've lost a lot of that. It's just because some people shop off Amazon. They want that instant gratification. And people don't know how to work with others or have these interpersonal skills that – well, except for Anna. Anna didn't work in any retail or food service industry, but lucky. She had to go through the struggle. She don't know what it's really I still like do with clients though. I mean I still do customer service, just a different version. And you you're right. And I feel like with that you kinda do get it. But yeah. no, if you go to restaurants or if you go oh, I guess we won't have a mall here per se. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I wrong? I don't think it's Amazon and things like that that killed out the customer service portion of these companies. I think it was COVID. So I think people didn't want to go back to work. And now they're back at work, and they don't want to be there. That's fair. And, right. and not only that, but they kind of forgot how to be, like, courteous. And, like, we got to retrain and re... I was going to say repopulate. <laughs> COVID really jacked us re-educate. up. Re-educate. Yeah, re-educate and on the customer service portion of it. Because now you log on to TikTok and you see people going at it with employees. And these employees don't give a – they don't care anymore. No, like, you're They're right. sitting there lighting up these customers. And before COVID, that wouldn't have flown. If, if someone would have talked to a customer like that, it was always like, customer's always right. Now customers can catch these hands. Like you got to be careful what you say to these employees. Well, even and I do. Th- I think that's yes and no to an extent because you're right. I think COVID did do that to where people are not kind of fed up with their job or way they're treated. But I think there's also some customers that they want that instant demand, that gratification. You know, we're so used to. Hey, Anna was saying I can just go rent that movie off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well now you're taking a job away from American right there. And so if you're the Instagram application of going on Amazon, renting a movie, you can order stuff on Amazon, not even trying on clothes, just, hey, I think I'm this size, I don't like it, send it back. Mm -hmm. To where now, when you go meet with somebody, you almost think like, oh, hey, you're here at my beck and call person, like, I pay your bills. It's like, no, you don't. And I think it becomes, I guess, a two-way street. So it's not just, I guess, customer service that we've lost, but I guess also how customers treat people, thinking like, hey... I am paying for this, that you got to cater to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it kind of maybe it goes a little hand in hand, I guess. Maybe I was getting too. I just had a bad interaction. 
And so maybe that made me feel like, huh, customer service is kind of slipping, which I think it has in certain industries. I don't know. That's why I don't like Amazon. I'm taking jobs away from Americans. No, customer service is definitely taking a big um, hit. But I think just being a kind person is taking a big hit lately. Yeah. Like the way we, like you said, the way we treat the employees, the way employees treat us. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Makes me want to go be a general manager someplace and say, hey, you guys, here's how we got to treat people. Which I feel like that's been the orientation packet. It is. They just stopped printing them because of COVID. Huh, you're right. Mm-hmm. No, global warming. Well, yeah, global warming <laughs> and COVID. Was it episode eight? Yes. Yeah. I caught the end of it, kind of see where we should pick up. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the ending was um, us talking about nightclubs and uh, our nightclub stories. Right? What stories do I'm, you I'm have? Pretty sure. Well, I have. That was. I was trying to avoid the question, but the, go on. The, the, the stories I have, they're hard to believe. And they're kind of intense. Um, <laughs> so you what does that mean? Yeah. Do you guys have stories? I say you go. You go. I do, but mine, I don't know if we're going to be rated enough for the audience. So, But go on. I know at the end of the, the episode, of the, our last episode, I was saying that um, I was running uh, nightclubs, uh, two teen nightclubs. And um, they're called Osiris Nightclub and Glow Nightclub. And this is uh, back in the day. What do you mean back in the day? Like, so let me, okay, let me, let me set it up. I ended up working for a really sketchy old guy, really sketchy old guy. And the way I met him was I was in high school at the time. Already sounds sketchy. It's already sketchy. I'm in high school at the time. I'm skipping class to go to a gas station. There's a limousine in the middle of the parking lot and there's a man out there and he's screaming and yelling and security is like on him and they're telling him he needs to leave this man looks at me runs up to me with a stack of flyers and goes hand these out to your friends and i'll let you in my club for free tonight not only will i let you in the club but i'll get you and 14 friends in a limo i'll pick you guys up and i'll take you to the club oh my gosh i said done i got a hold of 14 friends i threw the flyers in the trash i got a hold of this guy i called the number he gave me he came Picked us up, took us to the club, and the club was packed. And he looked at me. He's like, you did it. You did it. You handed out the flyer. This place was popping. <laughs> it's coincidence. I don't know why it was packed that night. Me and my friends go in there. We have a great time. Super sketchy. We're all underage. Obviously, teen night club, but we're all drinking. Like, there's alcohol being passed around. Almost everyone in there is drinking. But I'm like, this is a great time. Sounds like a great time. I start working for this man, handing out flyers. I'm handing out flyers in the school, and I'm actually doing it this time. Handing out flyers. He has two nightclubs, Osiris and Glow, and they're right around the corner from each other. One night, he gets a hold of me and goes, our DJ just quit. Do you want to be a DJ? And I was like, "Uh, I rap. I think that's the same thing. At the time, I was a rapper. So I rapped, and I just had sold out the Aggie, so I was, like, on top of the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I I can do it, like potato, potato. I can can (laughs) DJ. Go to YouTube, and it's fairly simple because I know music. So I used my music editing program that I was recording my songs on. Mm-hmm. I ripped all of these songs legally, and I blended them together on one CD. And so the CD would play for like two hours straight, and it would just blend into each other. When so, you say legally, does that mean? Oh, okay. Like I would play it in the club, and then all of a sudden, it'd be like, "I did not have sexual affairs with that woman." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." Ooh. And at that time, I was like, "Okay, I gotta edit these songs." Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I got this CD and it's just playing for two hours straight of just music and people were going crazy and they're like, this DJ is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like his transitions are so good. 
And I'm sitting there pretending like I'm DJing, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I've seen YouTube. This is what the DJs are doing. Mm-hmm. And I hit knob, and the music turned off, and I was like, okay, don't do that because that's a real, <laughs> that's a real thing. Turn it back up, and so I start DJing for this man, and then I start YouTubing like how to DJ. I get a hold of a bunch of mentors that teach me how to really mm-hmm. DJ. A year later, his manager and him get into a giant fight. The manager quits and walks out, and he looks at me and goes, "Do you want to be the manager for what? the teen nightclubs?" <laughs> I'm still in high school, dude. I'm I'm barely 17. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. He goes, okay, we'll teach your brother how to DJ and then let him be the DJ and you can be the manager for the two nightclubs. I was like, okay, let's do it. This man completely backs out of the clubs and I'm running both clubs. Oh my gosh. On my own, fresh out of high school. <laughs> no one's believing me. Like, I'm telling all these high schoolers, I'm like, yeah, I got to go. I got to work. I got I got to run two nightclubs. I'm like, yeah, sure you do. And I'm like, hey, come on. Come after school. Yeah. Come after school and I'll let you in. I'll uh, put your name on the list. They show up and they're like, holy smokes, this guy's really running this club. Yeah. This nightclub was set up for adults. It was set up for adults originally. Mm-hmm. My business partner did a lot of sketchy things and lost his liquor license. Yeah. So it had to be converted to something that didn't serve alcohol anymore. So he thought Team Nightclub. Interesting. He had, um when it was Osiris Nightclub, and it was the bar, and like they were serving alcohol, they had a bunch of underage people that would always come in and just get jacked up. Mm-hmm. And then they would get in trouble for that. All Mountain Dew? No. One day they have and they go, we're going to shoot an episode in this nightclub. So they come with a bunch of whipped cream and a bunch of crazy stuff. And they shoot the episode. And this is what I've heard. This is why, like, I don't know. This is where. This is what I heard. Someone's dad's watching the episode of and goes, that's my daughter. She's 16. Oh. This guy loses everything. Like, they lost the liquor license. They lost everything. They had to shut it down. So now this place that got shut down is now a teen nightclub. <laughs> so we have four cages on the corners oh, of the dance floor. Lordy. Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. Doing whatever this man says. He's like, let's do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. I'm like, all right, let's do it. He comes to me. He goes, you know what we got to have tonight? I said, what do we got to have tonight? He goes, we're going to have a booty shaking contest. I said, let's do it. Bro, we do. And then he goes, and we're going to take the winner to Vegas with us. Oh. Because we, we all planned a trip to Vegas just to go hang out. Yeah. Bro, we had a bunch of teenagers on the bar doing a booty shaking contest. <laughs> no. Doesn't sound very appropriate. There were no adults there though. Oh, so that's a good thing. Not, that's good. He wasn't there. I guess I set. I guess I set that up like he had a lawn chair and he went and set it up and was like, "All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Who's gonna be the winner?" That's one thing I didn't think about. I was like, "With teen nightclubs, I'm like, you know, there's weirdos out there. Yeah, who were like, oh, let's go to this club downtown, mm-hmm. and it's literally like just like fifteen year olds in there. It would happen, and I was the manager, and I'd be looking. It was two stories, so I'm looking mm-hmm. down, and I'm like. That guy's got a full beard. Yeah. And he's out here, you know, him and his friends are just sitting in a corner and just watching everyone. Like, that's super sketchy. Because, I mean, when you're a kid and you're yeah. partying at a nightclub, they don't just stand in the corner and people watch. Yeah. You know, they're out there, like, mingling, hanging out, doing stuff like that. So I don't like, know. I still think people still do that. I see that quite a bit. With teenagers? And adults. I see people do No, adults laps. do it. I'm saying adults do it. So, that was, for me, that was like a dead giveaway. I'd always be like, does someone check their IDs? Like, let's go check their IDs again and go check yeah. it and be like... He's 32. He can't be in here. <laughs> but it was hard to tell back then because all the adults were wearing like Ed Hardy, you know, like torn up jeans. So you became an, one of the adults working there? 
I became one of the adults working there. Creep. And we would have... Uh, oh, so the people you were trying to... Got him! Yeah, got him! Got him! Swarm, <laughs> swarm, <laughs> swarm! Hi, Tink Tink C. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Hi, Chris Hansen. What's it? Chris Hansen. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. Go to take a seat. Yeah. So what were you doing in these two nightclubs? <laughs> so I was a teenager, and he was like, you need to hire security guards. I said, all right. I'll hire security guards. I was hiring kids I went to school with. Oh, Lord. Not only that, but... Like, they were my security guards, but we had grown men finding their way into these clubs that they were trying to... You should, he should have let you go after day two. Money was Hiring too good. teenage kids that run a teenage... Wow. Because we ran it successfully. Well, allegedly, you ran it successfully. You're right. No, it For was... For all we know, there was 10 kids there. You're like, man, this place is popping. No, I know it was I know it was popping because our uh, we had the clicker and our capacity was 270. And we would hit it, and we'd call him, and he'd be like, let in 200 more. So we let in 200 more, and I'm like, man, this place is packed. <laughs> and the fire department would come. Mm-hmm. This is a cool thing about it. And I'd want to get a fire to, firefighter on because the fire department came. They looked at the crowd, and they told us, and they got pretty close to how many people were in that building. They were able to, like, group us together and just go boom, 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 boom. And within two minutes, he'd be like, there's 400 something people in here, and when I look at the counter, I was like, "Yeah, it's oh, 380, wow. but he's he's close." Like, and he didn't shut you guys down. And no, they shut us down all the time. We'd get shut down all of the time. The police department would come do a just a random walkthrough, mm-hmm. and we would get every time they came to do one of those, we would get shut down 100. <laughs> percent Like we would, ne- they would never walk away. So how how random is that story of my nightclubs? Yeah, like that's that's not normal, right? No, not at all. But that's like that's like cool. when I when I was in high school and I was trying to learn stuff and try to figure out life and then I was like okay this is life this is we go to Vegas whenever we want we run nightclubs we check inventory I fire staff I hire staff <laughs> like this is life this is what high schoolers do this is what we do this is normal to me and then I lost the nightclubs and I went to work in the real world I think I went to work at Wendy's I think I told the story yeah you get your shirt ripped off yeah. Which was a little interesting. By my stepdad, though. Not not my boss. I wouldn't let that fly. <laughs> well, why did your stepdad rip it? He was emotional, dude. He was so sad that I got fired. Oh, that he was, was hurt. I think was angry because he got fired. No, he was hurt to see me hurt. So he's like, they're going to pay. And so, they paid. Well, I paid for 14 new buttons. but well, That would hurt. <laughs> what? Just getting that ripped off. No. I don't think it did. I think I remember. I think he just ripped it off, started choking you. Why are you getting high? Like, you're an embarrassment. Yeah. You're going to get fired from Wendy's? How he, dare you? He did a Bart Simpson, Homer Simpson <laughs> scene. They're just choking ah. you. You go from running nightclubs to flipping burgers. Uh-huh. Like, ah. But my trauma is trying to make it seem like it was all like lovey dovey. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he cared. No, he, he, he it mattered. Like, no, but yeah, so that's, that's my, so my whole life, I've tried to run things and I can't have a normal life like most people. Like, I got to be running some kind of company. And that's why I do my DJ stuff now. And I'm starting a couple more other companies. No way. I don't think that's correct, you sir. Know, no, that's we right. should probably prop the picture up. That is definitely not correct. How's that not right? Nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. I spy with my little eye. There we go. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't go there, but it fits nicely. Yeah, there we go. So I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. <gasps> so are we ready? We're ready. Let's do this. I'm ready. I am ready. down. How are we going to watch this? I say the drive-in. We don't have to. I mean, it would kind of be better. I know a guy. Later, but. He's walking around a certain neighborhood, <laughs> and he's selling burritos and stuff, but if you wink, if you blink twice and then wink once, 
he lifts up the burritos and there's uh, CDs and DVDs under there. What? Huh? What, what does that uh, got to do with the movie? Oh, that movie might be tucked under a little burrito. Oh, my God. But then you're watching it and then you're going to see Jose stand up five times. And oh, my gosh. Go to yeah, it's like rainy. Like, you just hear like some dude like sniffing the whole time. No, that's that's real though. I, I um, which I have bought some of those DVDs before. I went to a sketchy neighborhood, and there's a guy walking around selling burritos and stuff. And I was like, no. And he's like, what about a movie? And I was like, what movie? And he said one that, that was like just dropped in theaters. I was like, theaters. I caught myself. <laughs> it just dropped in theaters. <laughs> I was not doing it. And I was like, no way you have that. And he's like, yeah. I was like, that just came out. He goes, not in Mexico. And I was like, what? And dude, what? so I, I buy it five bucks. I go home, I pop it in. Someone for sure was sitting in a, the movie theater with a camcorder recording it. <laughs> like it's like shaking. No, they had a tripod for oh, sure because oh, it was like yeah, they had a tripod for sure. But then like I'm watching, I'm like, what is that? I'm like oh my God. that's someone standing up. Oh no! Go, I'm like, he's scooting over. He's scooting over to go to the restroom. I'm like, what the hell is that? But I watched the whole film. I was like, it was good. I didn't like the scene where the people had to use the restroom. So you said you bought one too. Oh, plenty. Oh, that was my first and only. Um, let's see. I know I did Wolverine. That was an interesting one. I was just like, the guy's just selling them like out of the back of his car. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is still in theaters. I want to check it out. But it was like the CGI. Wasn't covered, so you like you watch the movie, and then all of a sudden there's like a scene where he's like falling off the train, and it kind of shows like the little like what? <laughs> the stick man as he's falling. Oh what? my! So it was interesting because the scenes would go back and forth to where the special effects were really added in yet, or the CGI. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. It was just the CGI without being. How did he get that version? I don't know. How did he get that? It's kind of more kind of a popular. Yeah, it's kind of a popular version. That's an inside job right there. I got the. How do you say the word? Theatrical. <laughs> well, I've gotten plenty of those in New York. In New York, you can get off the ferry from like was the Statue of Liberty. And all those guys are there selling watches, DVDs, and I bought a couple. Of, I'm trying to remember which ones I got from there. But yeah, New York City, tons. Those are the ones where the guys are like shaking the camera. <coughs> it's like what what's going on? Yeah, because that that's 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 the American version. Mexico, they know how to do it. They know how to do it. They know how to do it. They bring that tripod. They. Leave the kids at home. Well, like I said, the one that I got with uh, Wolverine, that was in New Mexico. And it was kind of a hot seller. And I want to say it was kind of popular. So I think I think I still have the copy. No, you don't. I don't know if I have it on me. It might be back home. But... Oh, I was going to say, if he had it, would you be down to have like a movie night where we watch it? That would be hilarious. I know I have a couple of them. I think I have like the Chronicles of Narnia one. Yeah, I kind of wish I remember. I remember someone has been so bad. I'm like, when I went through like my little spring cleaning, I just remember tossing them away. Like, this is so horrible. Worse... Five to ten dollars I spent. Five to ten. <laughs> it, it, it varied on state, location of the movie, how early the release was. No mm. big deal. Yeah. 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 No, I know. Yeah, I yeah. know it's yeah. I know that's yeah. I got it's, this. It's good boy. I be doing what? Oh, oh, not this again. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I was just trying to personify what we were doing. Whoa. So, Joe, I want to hear your uh, nightclub stories. Oh, I got none. Never worked in a bar day in my life. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. No, I do have a lot of interesting stories about my days uh, working security, but some of them are not are not appropriate at all. But let's just say they were good times. But a cool thing, though, with one of the bars I did work at, it was a very popular one in downtown Albuquerque. And it was also owned by 
people who were affiliated with groups that shall not be named. Yeah. But it was just funny, though, because the manager of this bar would just be outside in a suit. Like, it looks like he's in the 80s with his chest hair out, all this hamburger meat, mm. gold chains, and just, mm. like, rocking, chilling. I was just like, all right, cool. And it was a good time. We got tipped out at the end. So, to know that this place was owned independently, the cool thing about it, and this is how, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, these people kind of run a different way, mm-hmm. is come two o'clock. You know, some bars, I, I don't know if you ever worked in a bar or not, but usually, you know, after you kick everyone out, people have drinks afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, at the bar. Mm-hmm. And so, that was always a good time. But with our bar, you know, we would meet girls, other people, like, hey, we're going to have a party afterwards. Mm-hmm. We get and clean the bar. What they do is they comp us a bottle. Or a case of beer, however many we want. The only deal was we had to take it out through the back of the alley. And whatever we took from the bar, we had to pay it back the next weekend. So if we got like a bottle or a case of beer, mm-hmm. as long as we brought back a bottle or a case of beer, it doesn't matter where we got it from. Just as long as we got the same equivalent mm. of what we took. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, you know, any other, like, corporate bar, like, no, no, you, there's no way you can do that here. Yeah, these guys are like, yeah, just make sure it's back or <laughs> knees are going to be broken. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you just go get it from the liquor store? Oh, because they were closed. Yeah, bars are getting oh, out. You're right, we, you're right. we close at 2. We get done cleaning. It's 2.30, 3 o'clock. Mm. People are still on the party. So I learned to stop apologizing for everything. Mm. That's, that's Sometimes you just got to punch people. <laughs> you have to be unapologetic about it. At least I was told. That's true. <laughs> That's true. At least at that place. Mm, at, right. at that place. I know? just take out Anna. <laughs> no, I just remember there, like I said, because the people that would come there again, though, were people affiliated to other groups. And I just remember some women or guys pissing off these guys like, hey, here's $40. Kick them out because they're pissing me off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not oh going to say gosh. no to free money. <laughs> exactly. I remember people tipping me to not kick them out because they were over intoxicated. In New Mexico, it kind of stinks. In the sense of they're really strict to the liquor laws there. Mm-hmm. So if they kind of see you stumble around mm-hmm. a little bit, they will kind of call you outside, question you. If they think you're too intoxicated, they don't allow you back in. Okay. As opposed to here in Colorado, you know, you go to the bars, you go to Old Town, and there's people stumbling inside, falling around, girls Yeah, people vomiting. You know, a lot of peacocking going around. Peacocking? And what is peacocking? You know, do you know what a peacock is? Yeah. You know, oh, they're fluffing their feathers. They're yeah, sh- you know, puffing out their chest. Yeah. You know, then they think the girls are going to think they're like, oh, yeah, this gets me excited. So, you know, guys think that them fighting gets the girls excited. And and they also, you know, you don't want to look like a, sorry for my language, you don't want to look like a bitch in front of your friends. Yeah. So you're going to have to prove yourself. Right. I can definitely see, like, especially, like, fresh new 21-year-olds and stuff. and Yeah, someone shoulder checks them. Right. And, they, they you know, they, they don't really know the bar scene yet. And, yeah. Well, even at even in the mid twenty people, I see them going at it, yes. and then that's when you have like friends fighting friends, or you know, groups of people. I've, I don't know. I feel like even Old Town, I've seen just right. You're gonna defend your friends. Yeah, there's so I think any state's gonna be the same, but in Albuquerque, what sucks more is let's say if people, someone goes and gets a DWI, mm-hmm. or they go and crash and kill a family of four, they will sue the bar and say, oh, oh my god, they were they, they overserved me. And it was their fault why I crashed and killed this family because they didn't cut me off. That doesn't make sense. So, like, there we had to be so strict with just because it was a liability to us Mm -hmm. to where they do undercover stings. They'll send in, like, undercover agents 
that we're either one underage to see if we're going to check their IDs or two to make sure like we're when we do our pat downs that if they're hiding alcohol that we kind of take out their outside even if it's just like a cup of like a McDonald's soda they'll try to bring it in because you're not allowed right. to have outside drinks so right. they want to make sure we're discarding that and that we got the fire ex- exits covered up so they'll send people in through like the emergency exit exits or the outside gates just to make sure like the security is doing their job of Hey, are you letting bums in? Are you letting intox in? Are you just letting random people in? So it is interesting. Now that would be a cool job. No, not not the security guard. Oh, the guy who goes in being the undercover cop because you're going in there undercover. So you're, you know, you're like, oh, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to the <laughs> club, honey. Like, gotta go I gotta club. sneak this. I gotta keep this bottle into the nightclub. See if they find it. That was one good thing though I liked about the bars though is you do get to go out every weekend and you're saving money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet. I get a party. Ins, ins, ins. But, you know, I'm not spending the money. Yeah. You really don't got to go looking for girls because you're kind of getting flocked to a little bit more. And then it's just a good time to kind of keep yourself out of trouble. Being the security guard? Yeah. You know what I don't like about that part? You hate getting hit in the face, I know. Dealing with the people that are drunk. Oh, yeah. While I'm sober. Nothing worse than talking Especially to someone Especially towards, like, the end of your wasted. shift and you're just tired and you're just like, I just want to go home. I know. Sometimes it was, like, <laughs> it was therapeutic. It was therapeutic. Because, you know, again, maybe you're having a bad day, and you just want someone to say something to you, you know? And, hey, this guy's over saying, I can kick your ass. All right, buddy. It's time for you to go. Okay. And then, you know, they don't want to leave, and you kind of force them. Or, I guess I shouldn't say force them out, but, you know, you aggressively get them out. Oh, I've seen the way they get pulled out. And, you know, that used to be it used to be fun because it's like, oh, you know, it felt good. I'm glad I let that in my system. I was always big. I, the one thing I do hate at bars is when... Multiple doormen kind of jump in on one person. I was always really big and not letting that happen. Yeah. And for me especially, because I was always the smallest door guy, mm-hmm. height-wise. But with me wrestling in college and doing all that, a lot of the bars like, oh, hey, this guy knows how to control people. But I was on the most fights because they're like, oh, I want that guy. So I was always the shortest <laughs> one. And they're like, all right, man, good luck. Good luck. 